My name is Leah. I finished a documentary called I Bleed, where I went on a journey to break the taboo and the negative cycle around periods in order to create a new one for my daughter, Eva. In this voyage, I met a lot of interesting characters and learned a lot of things that I wasn't able to include in my film. So I decided to put them together in a podcast divided in series. In this series of I Bleed, I explore the medical views around periods. In this episode, I meet Dr. Gaëlle Abouganam, a gynecologist based in Beirut. She is also somehow of an activist and a progressive thinker in women's health. I meet her in her cabinet, and we talk about how medicine deals with periods in today's world, from the pill to medication to PMS. Do, um, how do you define menstruation in the medical field? Uh, menstruation, it would be the show of blood uh, on a regular basis every 25 to 35 days uh, at the start of puberty and until menopause. And what does it signify as a body function in a woman? The, the actual blood that comes out, it comes out from the uterus, but it doesn't represent only the function of the uterus, it actually represents the function of the ovaries, because the ovaries, they send a signal uh, to the uterus to have the thickness of the, end of the uterus, so that we call the endometrium, gets thicker, and after some time, after ovulation, it just uh, sheds and you bleed. So. Uh, the brain sends a signal to ovary and ovary talks to the uterus. So it's the whole system, it's not only the uterus. And can you tell me if the blood that comes out of a woman during her menstruation, is that something considered uh, unhygienic? Is there germs in there? Is it something? Uh, no, it's the same blood, uh, yeah, it's the same blood that flows in the whole body. Uh, it just looks a bit different because it's only, uh, there are tissue, uh, the endometrial tissue with the blood. It's not only uh, pure fresh blood, but it's not. In medical terms, it's not considered uh, dirty at all. Can you tell me a little bit what age are girls expected? Like, what is the normal age for girls to get her, her first menstruation? Uh, the age it varies across countries and across um, across uh, weight. Uh, again, according to the weight of the girls, and the the higher weight, the higher weight she has, the earlier she will have her puberty. But usually, the average would be around 11 for the menstruation. Before that, she will have all the, all the other signs of puberty. Puberty and the hair, and the breast budding, and finally the the, menstru the period menstruation. And do, do like do you think that like once a girl gets her her first menstruation, is that a sign that she's capable of um, uh, bearing a child? She yeah, it's the sign that she can get pregnant physically. Uh, Psychologically, it's a different story. 11, it's a little bit young. You can have even uh, younger, and the average age would be 11. Uh, but physically, it's the time where her uterus is functional to uh, to get to have a pregnancy, to hold a pregnancy. And uh, why is the first blood that comes out of like with the first menstruation? Because a lot of women seem to confuse it with like uh, poop or like you know. Yeah, well, it looks it looks brown, and it's usually a very small quantity, so that's why it gets confusing in the beginning. Uh, it's usually maybe dry blood because it's not going to be a real cycle like we have regular cycle uh, after that you know, uh, among uh, you know, the, across the, the reproductive age. But the first few years, it could be irregular cycles, so the hormones are not functioning yet, and you can get just a few spots of uh, dried blood. That's why it looks brown. 
And is it supposed to be painful? Um, most of the patients, they complain of certain discomforts. So it would range between mild discomfort and severe pain. Uh, very rarely you will have someone that will feel nothing at all. Uh, I would say it really depends on the patient. Even among uh, her age, you know, the, more, the, the, the younger she, the, she is, she might have more pain. After pregnancy, it would be different than before pregnancy. So it varies. Yeah, it's not standard to have severe pain during period. Would you say that uh, menstruation is treated like a medical condition in your field? Uh, yes, I'm biased because I'm an, I'm an OBGYN, so all I see is abnormal menstruation. So obviously, when we have abnormal menstruation, we look at all the possible uh, reasons. And, uh, and so most probably, yeah, we medicalize it a lot. When you have regular period and you have no, no reproductive issue, you won't come to a, a gynecologist. And can you tell me the role of the, men of the menstruation in your practice? Like, what is, like, how do you look at menstruation? Uh, I would say the menstruation is really uh, represents the general body health because a lot of things can affect menstruation. It's not only related directly to the ovaries and the uterus. You have any hormonal problem, even from the thyroid, that can affect uh, any psychological stress. Uh, anorexia, depression would affect the period. Chronic disease, diabetes, cancer will also affect the period. So. Being overweight, underweight, doing too much sports, and a lot of things can affect the period. So that's why we look at it more as a general health uh, uh, indicator and not only as, as a function of the reproductive organ. Do you, think, do you think that medicating menstruation is something essential? And I would say that in general, we need to have regular period. So as long as it's regular, there's really no need to do anything else unless the, there is a pain, severe pain that needs to be treated or uh, it's hemorrhagic. Uh, if it's irregular, then usually we prefer to treat. So maybe we over-medicalize, but it's also better to have it you know, on a regular basis. Having irregular period could co have consequences uh, later on on the, uh, general health, the bone, the heart, uh, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer. So we need to, you know, we cannot just disregard uh, complaints about menstruation. Uh, having specific medication targeted to menstruation, I think it's more of branding and marketing. But because at the end, there are very few medications that we can use, very few hormonal contraception or hormonal pills that we use to regulate menstruation. So. The targeted uh, brands that would say this works only for menstruation, I think it's mostly branding and marketing. Do you recommend sometimes girls a certain way of living or practices to be able to have a healthy menstruation? Uh, I would say a healthy living would be the best. I mean, having a normal weight, healthy diet, uh, being physically active, uh, but not over. Uh, this should be enough to have regular menstruation. and. After that, if there is any abnormality, it could be related to, you know, to something else, to the, or to the actual uterus. So, but the healthy living should lead to healthy menstruation. When a girl first gets her period, what are the things that you've seen change in her, like physically, emotionally, psychologically? Uh, physically, she will have already the breast buds and the hair, so she will get uh, underarm hair and pubic hair. Uh, and she also gets a lot of uh, more fat around the waist, so the body shape is going to change. Uh, psychologically, it really depends on how well she's prepared. Yeah? And some of them, they complain of fear, shame, uh, if they haven't been prepared by their parents or the school or both. 
to know what to, what to expect. And on the other side, also excitement of becoming a woman, let's say, and you know, comparing with their friends, who has been the earlier to get the period, who's the lady. And this is, all comes with adolescence. For psychological um, changes, you also have the adolescent changes that are not directly related to the period, the confrontation, the need for identity. This will not come with the period, but it comes at the same time. And have you seen throughout your practice, like, have you seen like the, the relationship? Because I feel there's more awareness now given to menstruation. Have you seen a change in girls with their first menstruation? Uh, I think they're more aware that they need to have healthy, regular menstruation. And yani before we used to say, you know, oh, I'm not having my period for two, three months. Uh, no, it's a good thing. You know, I don't want to have blood. I don't want to have pain. Now people understand that it could relate to uh, be related to a health problem or if it's not, then we still need to regulate because it's not healthy not to have a regular period. So it's the other way around. Now, if they have a small irregularity, they will immediately come to the doctor and say, oh, you know, it was late two days or three days, which is not actually a big deal for us. And what about PMS? Do you think PMS is, a, is it something that is like... Um Real or is it like you yeah, it's real. We used to say that this is the excuse men are giving to women being crazy, but it's actually really a, it's a, it can be a disorder and it ranges from mild symptoms to very severe. Uh, some patients they can't uh, go to work, they have uh, crying spells, depression. So it's really something that I think we don't take seriously enough. Um, it's mostly related to hormones and the hormonal drop that you get right before the period. Um, it's uh, yeah, it can be very debilitating. It's not some just uh, some joke. Yeah, and it you can joke around. Uh, it can be very serious. <laughs> Probably you have two weeks of uh, uh, feeling good about yourself, and then premenstruation coming in right after ovulation. Secretions are getting thicker, so also physically you might not feel uh, as good as before. And then the period. So two weeks happy and two weeks uh, not happy. <laughs> Half life. No, not half life. I don't know. When you have your period, you know that you're not pregnant, so it could be also a disappointment uh, every month, you know, to get your period. Like, oh, I'm not pregnant this month again. Yeah. This is the most difficult part for most of the infertility patients. You know, oh, the period comes again wow. because it's the first sign of uh, no pregnancy. Is there anything else that you think you want to talk about? No. I shouldn't make a big deal about period. <laughs> no, should we make know. a big deal about period? No, it's part of any bodily function, and I don't think we need to be ashamed uh, uh, to talk about it because it's also, this is what I noticed here, you know, they don't want to say that they have their period, they use different words, they don't say, I'm in my period. It, it's a bodily function like any other. Uh, it, it's maybe the most beautiful because it shows that you are fertile and you can, you can have babies, so we shouldn't be ashamed or stressed or fear or... But why do you it. think there's so much shame? I don't know. Probably because of this ancient uh, idea that it was uh, that it was not clean. Even when you want to ask someone about uh, if they have a tampon, you know, you're going to uh, to whisper. You're not going to ask out loud. Why? Or if you're going to go to the toilet and you're going to hide, you know, your pad in your pocket because you don't want anyone to know. I'm not saying we have to expose it, but just you know, just make it. It's a natural thing, like anything else. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to tune in next week to listen to another interview with another expert. 
If you are a menstruator and would like to share your first period story with us, or if you want to check out other first period stories, the trailer of my personal documentary, and a cool period art project I'm working on, please visit my website on iBleed.com. That's i-bleed.com. Thanks for listening.